0: Mark's Gospel chapter 15 and our text for this evening <coughs> I'm sure you've already guessed it is the verse 21 Mark 15 verse 21 and they that is the Roman soldiers compelled one Simon a Cyrenian who passed by coming out of the country the father of Alexander and Rufus to bear his cross it is always good to compare each of the four gospels when studying any given incident recorded therein as we know one gospel writer may include a detail that the others have omitted and that is certainly true of this event which we want to consider this evening the event that is recorded here in verse 21 that we have just read and they compel one Simon a Cyrenian who passed by, coming out of the country the father of Alexander and Rufus, to bear his cross these words are recorded in the first three Gospels but they all omit one important detail that is recorded by John in his gospel this is what John has written John 19 verse 17 and they took Jesus and led him away and he bearing his cross went forth into the place called the place of the skull which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha now Matthew, Mark and Luke do not tell us that the Lord Jesus bore his cross but John does the detail left out by the other three, John is pleased to record it he bearing his cross went forth now you may say what is important about that detail of course we know Every detail in God's word is important. But what's so important about this detail? That Jesus did bear his cross. You recall that the Savior said to their MS disciples, and beginning in Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Beginning in Moses and all the prophets. Luke 24, verse 27. And in the books of Moses and the prophets and all the scriptures, Christ was seen in types and shadows. And it was in one of those types and foreshadowings that Christ appeared away back in one of the books of Moses away back in Genesis turn please to Genesis 22 Genesis 22 because here we have one of the types and foreshadowings of the cross and we see Christ here Genesis 22 and we read there in the opening verses and it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him behold and said unto him Abraham and he said behold here I am and he said take now thy son thy only son Isaac whom thou lovest and get thee into the land of Beriah, and offer him there for a bird offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee all so we can see the parallels take now thy son thy only son the son whom thou lovest and offer him as a sacrifice and we're told in verse three, and Abraham rose up early in the morning, saddled his ass, and took two young men with him, and Isaac his son, and cleaved the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up and went on to the place of which God left had told him. All right. Now they came to the place. And Abraham said in verse 5 unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. Now look at verse 6. Here's the detail. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and led it upon Isaac, his son laid the wood upon Isaac his son and Isaac when they would reach the place of Mount Moriah Isaac would be the one who would be laid upon that wood to be sacrificed to God that's the detail that John included because when Christ carried the wood upon which he would be sacrificed that was the fulfillment of this type this foreshadowing that we've just read there in Genesis 22 had the Lord not carried the wood upon which he would be sacrificed then some would have said the type is failed or some would have said the, pre- the prophetic word was not fulfilled that prophetic word back there in Genesis 22 and verse 6 but of course we know God's word never fails never fails so we see that Simon and Cyrene bore the cross of Christ and not only did he bear the cross, Christ did also, that was the detail that John included in his account of what took place so let us take a closer look at Simon and the day then he bore the cross of Christ first of all let us look at the individual with Christ the individual with Christ <coughs> Simon of Cyrene. is certainly one of the lesser knowns in scripture and yet even though he's only mentioned in Matthew, Mark and Luke once just once and John doesn't mention him by name at all and yet even though he is only mentioned once and eight of the first three gospels he will always be remembered as the man who helped bear the cross of Christ he'll always be remembered you talk about Simon the Cyrenian and comes to mind immediately oh he's the man that bore the cross of Christ isn't that a wonderful way to be remembered Simon the Cyrenian would be remembered for what he did for Christ oh believer let us be remembered for what we have done for the Lord Jesus Christ that's why Simon the Cyrenian will always be remembered for cross bearing. And that cross being the cross upon which Christ would be nailed. We notice then regarding the individual and let us consider the person. In the New Testament believe it or not in the New Testament there are nine Simons nine men that have the name Simon but three of those Simons we might say surely ought to have been there to help bear the cross of Christ and not the Simon of Cyrene three Simons that we would have expected to be there and they're all three of those Simons are closely related to Christ we could call out where was Simon Peter yes a disciple but also a friend of Christ was not Simon one of the inner circle of the disciples he was not only a disciple he was a friend of Christ and you remember what Simon said remember what he promised the Lord Lord I am ready to go with thee both into prison and to death Luke 22 33 I'm ready to go with thee both in the prison and to death but alas that Simon was not there (coughs) no at this moment he wasn't called upon to go to prison he wasn't called upon to die he would have been called upon to help carry the cross for his saviour but he wasn't there Another Simon. He was also an apostle. Simon, the Canaanite, also one of the Lord's disciples. The Simon Peter, friend of Christ. Simon, the Canaanite, a follower of Christ. They were there. And then there was Simon, one of the Lord's own brethren. One of the Lord's brethren. So he was family. And so you have Simon Peter, friend of Christ. Simon the Canaanite, follower of Christ. And you have Simon, one of the Lord's brethren. member of the family of Christ and all of those Simons were missing in action none of them were there and it was left to Simon as Irenian bear his cross there's a lesson there, there's a challenge there, believer let us not be missing in action let us not be missing in action, when something needs to be done for the Saviour we've been there in Ezekiel 22 in verse 30 we read the word of the Lord the Lord said I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me but I found none Lord was looking for a man to stand in the gap, to make up their heads, to do something for the Lord, but the Lord said, I find none. How sad that is. And those three Simons, friend of Christ, follower of Christ, and a member of the family of Christ, and they're all missing the in action the Lord could say I found none. it was left to Simon Cyrenean to bear his cross as well as the person we notice the place we're told where this Simon came from Simon a Syrian, who passed by he was only passing by coming out of the country. That means that says Simon from Cyrene was from Africa, where Cyrene is located. He was from Africa. And Cyrene lies just to the west of Egypt, on the southern coast of the Mediterranean. But we should give attention to something here regarding the place. We're told Simon the Cyrenian who passed by coming out of the country. Interesting. That word country is a word that may be rendered field. Simon coming out of the field. So what does that tell us? He was a man who worked with his hands. He was coming out of the field. No, he wasn't a university professor. No, he wasn't a scientist or some famous personality. No. He was just, if we might use the term, an ordinary man, an ordinary worker. He worked with his hand. He worked in the field. In many ways you could say he was a nobody. Because we never read about Simon up until this point And we don't read about him afterwards. In many ways he was just a nobody. We praise the Lord. That he was a nobody. Because... The Lord often chooses and uses the nobodies of this world. Isn't that what Paul said there in 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 27? But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confine the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things that are mighty. The foolish things, the weak things. The base things of the world and things which are despised have God chosen, and the things which are not. There you are, the nobodies. To bring to naught the things that are. And here we have this Simon from Cyrene coming out of the field. And yet we find this man bearing the cross for the Lord Jesus. Was he not an there? Was he not a, a nothing, as it were? but that's the type that the Lord is pleased to choose and use. Do we not all fit in there to that category? We're qualified then, if you like to serve the Lord. We're already qualified. (coughs) So we have considered the person and the place I notice here also the providence the providence of God coming from Africa some 600 miles away no doubt Simon had come there to Jerusalem for the Passover 600 miles and here he is dressed into service to bear the Savior's cross. Think of it. There would have been a vast crowd of people gathered along that road that led to the cross of Calvary, led to Golgotha. There was a great mass of people that had been gathered there. Most of them mocking the Savior. A great gathering of people and yet out of that gathering the soldiers chose Simon Cyrenian ah, but God had chosen him before the soldiers did because here we see the providence of God we might say why Simon why a man from Africa? why a man who did not appear to have any interest in what was taking place at that time, because we're told, and they compelled one Simon a Cyrenian who passed by. he was only passing by. He didn't seem to have any interest in what was taking place. They laid hold of them and compelled them to carry and to bear the cross of Christ you know providence is a wonderful thing you can look back I'm sure into your life and see the providential dealings of God with you now he's brought things to pass, no it's not luck, no it's not coincidence providence the work of the sovereign God and that's what we see here as I've said you don't read about Simon after this not mentioned but look Simon and Cyrenian, who passed by coming out of the country the father of Alexander and Rufus now we do read about Alexander and Rufus they're mentioned here and we do read about them again Acts 19 verse 33 we read about Alexander serving the Lord with Paul Alexander mentioned here in Mark 15 and verse 15 or verse 21 same Alexander and there in Acts 19 and verse 33 we find him serving the Lord with Paul and Rufus. Rufus is mentioned in Romans sixteen and verse thirteen. Again, a fellow servant with Paul. For there we read Romans sixteen, verse thirteen, salute Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother and mine. Could it be that Simon's sons and Simon himself became believers following this incident, this providential working of God in Simon's life when he was called upon to take up the cross and follow Christ? very possible do we know that very often in the providence of God an individual has been called upon to carry a heavy cross maybe severe sickness perhaps an accident but something has caused them to think about eternity. Remember the family that came here? And Mrs. Hinton? When Mrs. Hinton came here with her family, she'd been diagnosed with the kingdom. And in fact it was the Reverend Hamilton. He happened to be preaching that day. And Mrs. Hinton that day, with well, her husband and sons, had been looking for a church where she could be told the truth, because she wasn't saved, and she had leukemia, and she knew she was dying, and she wanted to find the truth, and she tried every place in the town, and she came here, and she heard the truth that day, and was saved that day. I'll always remember what she said to me afterwards sometime later she said you know the Lord had to put me on my back that I might look up and Mrs. Henson and the Kenya she was laid on her back and she looked up She knew she needed to mistake. And that heavy cross that she bore after being diagnosed with the king was the means of her salvation. Could that have been the situation here? Very possible. As well as the person and the providence, we notice the pressure the pressure we notice that the Roman soldiers compelled one Simon a Cyrenian to bear his cross compelled him as we have said Simon probably was not a believer at the time but he was compelled to take up the cross of the Lord I suppose He had other things to do. He had other places to go. I suppose he looked upon his situation and having an excuse. He had other places to go. But here he was compelled, laid hold upon by the Roman soldiers to take the cross of Christ. We're not told why been a lot of speculation about why the Roman soldiers compelled Simon. Well we're not speculating because the Lord doesn't tell us. If the Holy Spirit is silent about the matter then we'll leave it there. We'll just rest in the fact that it was the providence of God. The providence of God and here we have this man Simon and Cyrenian and he was compelled to bear the cross you know teaching teaches us something one of those who are believers and they're reluctant to bear the cross of Christ you think of Simon the same there he was out on that road that would lead to Calvary with a multitude of people surrounding him and the dear saviour and they could see him I'm sure there was more than one reason for Simon being reluctant to bear the cross He didn't want to be made a spectacle of. He had other things to do, in other places to go. So he had to be compelled. And yet, how often is the case when those who profess to know and love the Lord have to be compelled to do the Lord's to do something for the Lord like those would be followers they all with one accord began to make excuse turn please to Philippians Philippians chapter 1 there in Philippians 1 the wonderful words of Paul Paul sets a great example Philippians 1 verse 20 according to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed Paul wasn't ashamed to bear the cross of Christ in nothing shall I be ashamed but that with all boldness and always so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body whether it be by life or by death for to me to live is Christ to die is gain that was Paul's testimony. that in nothing I should be ashamed anything that I am called upon to do for the Lord Jesus may I not be ashamed to do what I can for Christ. Second Timothy chapter one verse eleven. Second Timothy one verse eleven Wherefore I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. For the which cause I also suffer these things for the cause of Christ. Paul says I suffer these things. Nevertheless I am not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of Christ. I'm not ashamed of what I suffered for Christ. For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed on them against that day. I'm not ashamed of the Lord Jesus. I'm not ashamed to bear his cross. I'm not ashamed of what I have suffered for the Lord. As I said, many who name the name of the Lord are like Simon the Cyrenian. They need pressure, compel to want people to say I'm associated with Christ. Let us instead people to say make it the prayer of our heart. I'm not ashamed to own my Lord or to defend his cause and take the honour of his word, the glory of his cross because it was there at the cross we first saw the light the burden of our heart rolled away thereby failed I received my sight and now I'm happy all the day we've considered the individual with Christ we notice his identification with Christ the very fact that Simon of Cyrene was bearing the cross of the Saviour indicates he was identified with the Lord the people could see that he took was compelled to take the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ the cross upon which the Saviour would die identified with Christ no he wasn't compelled to bear the cross of any of the other manufacturers it was the cross of Christ that he bore that day what does that cross speak to us of first of all speaks to us of submission we have seen how Simon was compelled to bear the cross ah, but when Simon was compelled to bear that cross the dear Lord Jesus bore that cross willingly willingly when Abraham go back to Genesis 22 when Abraham led the wood upon the shoulders of his son Isaac As they began to ascend that mount. We don't read one word coming from the lips of Isaac. Isaac didn't complain. That he had to carry the wood. And you look at the situation here. And when Simon was compelled to bear the cross of Christ. It wasn't because the Savior complained. Not at all. Not at all. There wasn't one word of complaint crossed the lips of the dear Savior. No. As the Savior made his way to Calvary, you know something. The Lord wasn't thinking about himself. No. He was going to the cross to die for his people that's what he had upon his heart and as he made his way there as it said he was thinking of others the women that lined that road what did the Lord say to him he turned and said daughters of Jerusalem wait not for me don't wait for me weep not for me But weep for yourselves and for your children. Luke 23 and 28. Savior wasn't feeling sorry for himself. Savior wasn't complaining. Not a word, not a word of complaint came from the dear Savior's lips. Weep not for me. Dear Savior, never ever complain. Could you remember there in Gethsemane's garden sweating as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. What did he pray? Father not my will but thine be done. That's the Savior. That's our Savior. And again, Paul tells us, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross and despised the sheep. For the joy. You might say, what joy? How could the Lord be joyful? For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross and despised the shape. I'll tell you the joy. It was the joy that he had in his heart that he was going to that place called Calvary to die for his people. That filled them with joy. What a wonderful Savior we have. He was filled with joy because there on that cross He was going to lay down his life and shed his precious blood for his people. That cross speaks to us of submission. He carried the cross willingly. Was nailed to the cross willingly. Somewhere on that cross willingly shed his blood willingly give up the ghost on the cross willingly so let us learn from Christ let us carry the cross of submission Is that cross for us to bear the cross of submission submitting ourselves to God's will submitting ourselves to God's word submitting ourselves to God's work no not compelled to do so by that cross willingly that cross of submission not only was it a cross of submission cross of sacrifice when the dear Saviour bore that cross he knew that it was on that cross he would lay down his life he would lay down his life as we noted last week no it wasn't taken from him The Gospels don't record that Jesus died. They record that he gave up the ghost. He surrendered his life. It wasn't taken from him. He didn't die as a martyr. He submitted to the will of God. He submitted to death. And there on that cross, he sacrificed Himself for the sins of his people, and so bearing the cross after the savior, savior Simon was identified with that sacrifice. For Simon, what did Simon sacrifice that day when he was compelled to bear the cross? Has already said in other things to do, no doubt. But that day when he was compelled to bear the cross, he had to sacrifice doing those things. He had to sacrifice some time that he had hoped to spend on other things. Ah, but wait. If Simon, like Cyrenian, was called upon to sacrifice his time and sacrifice the other things that he planned to do, The Lord Jesus Christ sacrificed his all. Christ sacrificed everything. On that cross, the dear Lamb of God sacrificed his life. And when he led down his life, he gave us all. Have nothing back. Sure, don't we sing often All to Jesus I surrender. Lord, I give myself to Thee. Fill me with Thy love and power. Thy blessing fall on me. I surrender all. I surrender all to Thee. My blessed Savior, I surrender all. That's what Christ did. And we're to bear His cross. Cross of submission the cross of sacrifice for that's what it means to bear that cross it means total surrender it means to live the surrendered life for when we go to Golgotha's hill and look there upon the one on that center tree what do we see? you see an example of absolute and total surrender that's what the cross speaks to us all Mm -hmm. complete sacrifice an offering unto God that's the cross we're to bear what did Paul say I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice a living sacrifice present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service in other words it's the least we can do when Christ gave us all for us for us to lay all on the altar of sacrifice for Christ. That's the least we can do. The submission, the cross of submission, the cross of sacrifice, and the cross of shield. Sure isn't that what the, experience, what the Savior experienced that day. You can take time, as we have mentioned before, to read the 27th chapter of Matthew when the Lord Jesus was given into the hands of the soldiers you have a fuller account there but it's still, Mark still speaks of it here from verses 17 down to verse 21 read through those verses and we see how the dear saviour was put to an open shield we can hardly read those words Prayerfully, without a lump coming into our throat, as we see what the Lord suffered. It was the practice of the Roman soldiers to have every malefactor carry and bear their own cross. Again, just to pour more shame on the particular malefactor. The dear Saviour was put to an open shame that day. And when we remember that it was all for us, the so people would you not feel like running? If it was possible, you feel not feel like running out from the midst of that crowd and telling the Lord, I'll bear the cross for me. I'll carry it. course we couldn't do it then but we can do it now we can bear the cross of Christ now take up thy cross and follow me I hear the blessed Savior call How can I make a lesser sacrifice when Jesus gave his all finally as we have considered the individual with Christ being identified with Christ we consider the instruction from Christ and for this I would like you to turn to Luke chapter 9 Luke chapter 9 and he and the dear Savior preached about cross-bearing. In Luke chapter 9, verse 23. And he said unto them all, speaking to his disciples, And any man will come after me, let him deny himself, and take up his cross daily, and follow me. So the Lord spoke about cross-bearing. Notice, quickly, in these words, notice first of all the company what did the Lord say he said unto them all no exceptions he's addressing his disciples and he's saying to all of them take up his cross yes that cross of shame that cross of sacrifice that cross of submission. How can anyone refuse to take up his cross daily and follow him? That's what to do. Must Jesus bear the cross alone? And all the world go free. No, there's a cross for everyone. And there's a cross me so the Lord addressed all his disciples and in so doing he addresses us take off the cross deal and follow me the company speaks about that which is constant the Lord said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily. Take up his cross daily and follow me. At some stage, Simon was relieved of that cross. But for the true followers of Christ, there's no laying down with that cross. No, not at all. Let your life be one of daily cross-bearing, cross of sacrifice, cross of shield, cross of submission, that's the life of the Christian, that's the life of the believer. Revelation 6 and verse 2. And being known unto you that Christ, who bore his cross and suffered on that cross, we're told, a crown was given unto him. And he went forth conquering and to conquer. Think of it. The Lord Jesus bore that cross. The Lord Jesus was nailed to that cross. And there he laid down his life. And then he was buried. And he rose again from the dead and ascended to glory. And he was given a cross. He was given a crown. A crown was given unto him. And he went forth conquering and to conquer. And listen to this. The Lord said to the saints in the church in Smyrna. Be thou faithful unto death. And I will give thee a crown of life. No cross. No crown. Be thou faithful. Unto death. That would include bearing the cross, wouldn't it? Bearing the that cross daily following the Lord that would be regarded as being faithful to the Lord and the Lord said I'll give you a crown of life but if there's no cross there's no crown Second Timothy 4 verse 8 Paul Paul was a man They daily bore his cross, the cross of suffering, the cross of shame, the cross of submission, the cross of sacrifice. And what happened when Paul came to the end of his days? Henceforth, he said, there is then up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them who love his appearing. The cross and then the cross. Praise the Lord. As well as the company of all. As well as being constant, daily. If any man will come after me, let him lay down let him deny himself and take up the cross and follow me. Does that not speak of consecration? Let a man deny himself. That's it. Deny himself. That word deny. The word deny means disregard self. In other words, we're not to live for self, we're to live for the Saviour. That's our life. Taking up the cross daily. On a daily basis. Living for Christ on a daily basis. Let a man deny himself. Not promoting self, but promoting the Savior. Not promoting me but promoting the master so what do we read then and they compel one Simon not Sir William who passed by coming out of the country the father of Alexander and Rufus to bear his cross let us bear the cross of Christ willingly and dearly to the glory of the Lord Amen Let's bow in prayer Lord dear Lord Goodbye again the I And pray, O Lord, that thou would write the word upon our hearts. May we take thy word to heart. And may by thy grace we seek to live by the word. And Lord willingly take up that cross and daily, daily. With that cross, follow Christ. Bless the word. Use it to thy glory. We pray in our Savior's name. Amen.